You're listening to Checking In, a self-help book club hosted by Adam and Amber, where we read self-help books each week and sit down to talk about them. Disclaimer, the opinions recorded on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the authors mentioned here. Well, hey, y'all. How are y'all doing? Amber, how are you doing today? (laughs) It's like, who are you talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Talking to the listeners. (laughs) I assume that very much like any good episode of Blue's Clues, that any time I ask a question that the kids at home, uh, you know, answer. Uh, <laughs> so all of y'all just kind of fill us in on how you're doing. Uh, Amber, Amber's going to fill us in on how her, her day's going so far. What's going on? Mm, you know, it's just it's pretty good. <laughs> I feel like every time I drink a wheatgrass juice shot that I get uh, a little healthier. We're going into a sponsored ad. Yeah. (laughs) Adam's picks. Uh, But yeah, like it's helping with the liver stuff, I feel like. Um, So uh, there's my little update on how the liver stuff is going. Is that Mm. Chlorophyll seems to help a lot. Um, And speaking of chlorophyll, uh, world's (laughs) best transition into book ever. Uh... Dr. Gary Chapman, many years ago, right around uh, the beginning of the aughts, wrote a book called The Five Love Languages, Mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing today. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Gary Chapman is, according to his website, (laughs) thefivelovelanguages.com. Allegedly. uh, Alleged. Author, speaker, (laughs) and counselor. He has a passion for... (laughs) Oh, God. Did you not read this? This is what happens when I don't read ahead. I was about to say, did you not read this? He has a passion for people. People. He loves life. Great. Um, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and uh, for helping them form lasting relationships. And that is absolutely true. And there's nothing funny about that. Uh, Chapman is a well-known marriage counselor and director of marriage seminars. The Five Love Languages is one of Chapman's most popular titles topping various bestseller charts for years, selling over 20 million copies and has been sold on the New York Times bestsellers list since 2007. (laughs) Chapman has been directly involved in real-life family counseling since the beginning of his ministry years, and his nationally syndicated radio programs aired nationally. His nationally syndicated radio programs air nationally. That's good. Uh, <laughs> on Moody Radio Network and over 400 affiliate stations. Sorry about the dead air, but that's the sound of the wheels, the gears in my head turning when I read something like that. Um, I promise his books uh, are better written than that bio was. Uh, okay, so if for whatever reason, this is one of our gimme episodes. Like, this is a self-help book that probably most of y'all have heard of. I don't know anyone who's read it, personally. I know people have heard of it or have taken the quiz. That's exactly what I was getting to right there, is that people who haven't read the book have taken the quiz. Mm -hmm. And honestly, when we were speaking to our counselor slash therapist, she was like, you could just recommend that people take the quiz. Uh, and that's that's an interesting <laughs> yes. angle. Listen to this. So we had such little to talk about this past week. Adam's like, oh, by the way, what do you think about the five love languages? Well, it was just her job, you know? <laughs> I know. It was just funny. and And I figured that, and I was right, 
that she probably had some couples. Now, Amber and I go to couples counseling uh, because we want stuff to work. You know what I'm saying? Like right now we're in the phase that that uh, Chapman talks about where we're like it huge quotation marks in love. Like this is like the big explosive part of the relationship that that, you know, people get addicted to uh, all of all of the happy chemicals. And then his assertion still? in the book still <laughs> according to his outline, we should have at least another year. of this. Oh, um, where was I going with that? Uh, that we were trying to make sure that like we when that uh ends eventually that we're still like a real couple and that we still like can and want to work through issues that we have uh amber and i are both well i mean the reason why we started the podcast is we're kind of getting assigned a lot of self-help books Mm -hmm. and it would be great to be able to you know plow through them it's a little bit easier to book club these things Mm -hmm. so i figured that our counselor would have other couples (laughs) That she's probably talked to uh, about this book and others and kind of wanted to see, spoiler alert, yeah. if there was maybe another book that we could recommend for a, a little bit wider audience. Right. Because um, the five love languages. So <laughs> I don't know anybody personally who's read it. But yes, like I said, everyone's taking the quiz. Everybody at least is kind of has a framework in mind for what the five love languages are, or you've had a girlfriend tell you what yours are, <laughs> but <laughs> making some assumptions. Right. Um, so the five love languages are words of affirmation, yeah. quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service and physical touch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's those. Um, everybody has ones that they like over the other and the book is kind of outlining how to implement those in your relationship and how to, I guess, kind of understand one another's, especially if you and your partners differ. However, (laughs) this book is written in 2005. It is, I did not expect it to be quite so Christian yeah. focused. I didn't expect it to be quite so marriage focused. Like, cause I feel like you could tell pretty quickly getting into it that this dude is a minister and yeah. like the church counselor that like, you know, when, when one of our flock is having problems, we send them to this guy to, to discuss their relationship. That's the perspective that the book is written from. Yeah. Well, I just, um, I was going to say, I didn't, realize it was so marriage focused because I feel like this is helpful information to know about yourself. Like even when you're single, you know? Yeah. Um, it's good to know at work. Yeah. Or like with your friends. I mean, this man has definitely cornered the market on love languages. He's got love languages at work with your kids. He's got love languages for teenagers. I feel like he's made a really important discovery. (laughs) That like it's legitimately important because like whether whether we have a good grasp on it yet or not, he's hit upon something with these five love languages. Right. It might turn out that there's a better way to put it. Yeah. A little bit further down the line. Maybe some other books are already kind of honing in on that. 
Um, our counselors suggested that we kind of think about things in terms of attachment styles. Oh, right, right. Instead. Uh, but I've, I feel like this is really, really useful. Yeah. Um, and in the book, you know, he's <laughs> he has some interesting takes that I don't think translate to 2023. I mean, it's almost 20 years later. And, and there's a lot of interesting takes that don't translate to non-married couples. Or just like not hetero couples. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, this book is written for his flock, essentially. <laughs> and like our counselor was saying, that she has, did she say that it was a lesbian couple? Yeah. She <coughs> said she had a black lesbian couple that really love it. Yeah. And I get that. Same. But Same. <laughs> Because one of them in particular was extremely traditional. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing about this book is it's written from a super traditional point of view. To where, you know, at some point he says taking care of children is more of like a task, obviously a woman's task, but more of like a task instead of like, you know, a parenting identity. You You know, like I just feel like I don't have kids. I've talked about that a few times, but like. I just feel like parenting is not just like a checklist on our to-do list. Like it's, it's you know, kind of a state of being. And when you're, you know, suggesting that men like, well, you know, change the diaper, you know, help your wife. If that's her love language is acts of service, change, change that kid's diaper. And it's just like, well, it's your fucking kid, bro. Like, why'd you have it? Because it, he said that he got some pushback. Yeah. At that suggestion, like, that's not my job. I'm a man. He's just like, well, then why did you have a kid? That is a whole conversation. Yeah, I mean, that's like a whole, like, thing for sure. I'm all too happy to have that conversation (laughs) as somebody who has been a uh, stay-at-home dad twice. Um, (laughs) I I have been the Karen writing into parenting magazines and blogs, <laughs> essentially saying, how dare you? Because like the, the, <laughs> the dads, there's always like a dad's corner in any parenting magazine. So like <laughs> when I get a kid from the kid's store, which is how it works for everybody. Right. If you don't have kids, you go to the store and you buy one. Uh, I pick up a parenting magazine on the way out of the parenting store. Uh, where you get your kids, and it's like page after page after page after page. Like, it's 99% stuff for moms, which is, I guess, the accepted thing, that the mom is going to be doing 99% of the parenting. Yeah. And then there would be, like, an eighth of a page on one page. Dad's perspective. (laughs) Dad's take. I have been the dad with with the perspective multiple times <laughs> because of writing into these magazines like there was one that i wrote into that didn't even have a dad's corner it was 100% for moms and yeah. yet it wasn't a moms magazine it was a parenting, parenting magazine yeah so anyway like that that's everywhere that's just how things are yeah. like i can i can swim upstream against that all i want to but that's just, that's the accepted thing. Well, he kind of talks throughout the book. And at every turn, he's pretty much like, if you can get your husband to read this, 
Yeah. Like, if you could get your husband to, like, oh, crack this open, if you can get your husband to take the quiz, if you can get your husband to come to counseling, if you can get your husband to do ABC, and it's just like, damn, like, this is, like, very frustrating to listen to because it's really, like, I've learned, like, the hard way, you know, it's really about, like, them wanting to not be pieces of shit, frankly, (laughs) and that's not the world is catered to them being a piece of shit. So why would they not want to do that? Yeah. So, (laughs) but he does have a solution, Adam. The five love languages for men. What? Yes. It's like love, but for men. (laughs) The, this is the product description, the love she craves, the confidence you need in a man's heart is the desire to master what matters. It's nice to get a compliment, this is spelled wrong, um, at work or on the court, but nothing beats hearing your spouse say, you make me feel loved. If you haven't heard that in a while, or you feel like you're not bringing your A game relationally, this book is for you. This is that (laughs) same kind of like, you know what? I'm going to walk into that high school and I'm going to relate to those high schoolers. <laughs> Walking in, picking up the folding chair and turning <laughs> it around and sitting down in it. All right, kids, let's Fellow wrap. Youths. <laughs> he's a youth pastor. Yes. No. Now, I don't know absolutely. if he's, he I is, don't know if he's really a youth pastor like he is, well, he's a vibes, minister. Vibes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. youth pastor vibes for sure. Uh and like look, this guy <laughs> This guy is relating to the world from his where he grew up, mm-hmm. North Carolina. He's relating to the world from his perspective, which is from his white church people. and white. Yeah, and <laughs> um, I I can't really fault him for that. He is he is doing his truth. He's living his truth, and the dude has probably made so yeah, much money. Yeah, he's probably like wiping his ass with like my paycheck for real. Like <laughs> he. On any chance he like gets wind that I'm not a huge fan of this book, he's gonna be like, okay, so yeah, uh, <laughs> he don't care. Yeah, <laughs> um, the the audio book is uh, is him reading, so mm-hmm. it's it's the author. Yes, and he has a I would say a stronger Southern accent than either one. He's a stronger Southern. He has it's the strength of yours and mine combined. Oh yeah, into one mega uh, Southern accent. Yeah. And like I just kept saying, like throughout the week when we were listening to the audio book, at one point, and I don't know if this is a verbatim quote, but at one point he says something like, "We know women don't like sex. <laughs> like, we know this. <laughs> Science says." And it's just like shaking my head, like what? No, just like, just the women you've had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like but he does point out at one point like you men you can't freaking just sit there and say your love language is physical touch because you like getting laid like you can't say that that's legit like and i and i'm like but that's mine is legit. physical touch because i like getting laid <laughs> it is oh uh, so what are what do you so are we is that the deal is that like essentially the quiz reveals like our two top love languages 
or puts them in order. It it shows you, I guess, since um, somebody in this room didn't take the quiz, it shows you yeah, your score like from most to least. And I usually have like a tie between words of affirmation and physical touch. The quiz itself like asks you what is more meaningful to you. Um, someone telling you A, B, or C, someone holding your hand. It's not, do you like to fuck? Yes yeah. or no? <laughs> yeah. Where do you want it? It's, he also says, when you think about the stuff that you complain about, like with your partner, it kind of could be indicative of what your love language like might be. Which, when I was going through it this time, I was, or the only time, I haven't read it before, <laughs> but when I was going through the book, um, I was thinking, okay, like, maybe I should think of it in that perspective. Like, what are things that I wish that I could do? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think all the time, like, I would love, like, more quality time, more activities, more, like, one-on-one, you know, time with my partner. So that could be, like, a third Maybe a yeah. third. But then I also said in therapy yesterday, like, I mean, none of them are bad. Right. <laughs> she said that gifts get shit on a lot. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> bottom of my list. Right. Um. And, and I don't think he mentioned it in the book, but I feel like we have expressed love languages as well. And for some reason, like, I'm not super... I like getting gifts. I mean, I love, you know, the gifts that people give me, but, like, I love giving people gifts. Like, I really do. But whatever I get is just, like, whatever. I'm just, like, very excited. Like, Christmas. like, is that a subset of receiving gifts? I don't know. Or, maybe. Or is that, like, a sixth love language? Maybe. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I think that you express your love languages, yeah. you know, sometimes differently, maybe. Yeah. Because I don't, because I mean, people know like Valentine's Day, Christmas, birthdays. I'm like, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Oh my God, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to end up telling them what I got them. So, one thing <laughs> that it says in the book, and I, I feel maybe unfairly like it kind of gets glossed over, but I, I'm going to focus on it. So, your love languages are partly like they come from you, and they come in a large part from what you were raised with. Yeah. I go ahead. So like I have my thoughts. Yeah, so like I had a dad that would not give me words of affirmation. Yes. Not really quality time. Um receiving gifts was weird. <laughs> there was no physical touch unless it was not good. But that man would wash my car in the morning before school. Uh, Wouldn't ask if that's what I wanted and wouldn't point it out, but he would just do it. (laughs) So apparently acts of service was his thing. That was him trying to tell the world like, hey, acts of service is important to me. Or he loves you. Right. (laughs) No, that's what I was going to say. Like he says in the book that it's, what you were modeled seeing, but sometimes I just feel like it's a little Freudian, like it's what you were deprived of. Yeah. In my case, at least. And, you you know, yours too. Um, And I guess, you know, when those love languages don't match with your partner and your partner is not really interested in learning 
yours or or vice versa, then that's just going to be kind of disastrous. Yeah, I mean, it just it feels like the other person is acting like they don't love you. Yeah, you're like, why don't you love me? And they're like, well, of course I do. You're just not grateful. And they're yeah, and then they're also they're not seeing the ways in which you're trying to show uh, your love, affection, interest, etc. Yeah, I'm like, please, just like. Smack my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Without love languages, it can really become like a divided highway. Like yeah. We're, we're just never on the right. We're never on the path together. And we're not going in the same direction. Yeah. And I think um, I think that maybe men can would say that they might like struggle with certain ones like words they might could I mean men could struggle with like you know just like words as in not telling a lie mm. <laughs> which brings me to one thing he said in this book that I like I remember I was in my car listening to it and I was like like slow clapping like yes like because <laughs> he goes if I have a man walk into my office saying I don't love her anymore. I'm just out of love. I don't know what it is. I don't know what to do. He turns around and says, who's the other bitch? I mean, he doesn't say bitch. But, but and I'm like, he's like, because 10 out of 10, it's he's got somebody else on the side. And I'm like, listen up, ladies. Listen up. <laughs> From experience, if someone comes to you and just like, oh, I don't love you anymore. Like, just out of fucking nowhere. He's got somebody else. He's putting that in. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, normally I ask, hey, is there like what what do you what's your takeaway from the book? Like, what do you think from this book that you're actually going to use? And this week, I feel like the answer is just drastically different than all the others. For me, it's. <laughs> The five love languages. Yeah. Like just the actual concept right. of what the book is about. Hell yes, I'm taking all of that. Yeah. yeah. Basically all of the other stuff, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe not. You don't like the hot take where he was talking about people with open marriages, like don't really love each other and don't really have like good intimacy or something like There's that. There's just a lot more <laughs> kinds of people in the world right. than he thinks, I think. Right. We're just slaves to lust. Right. Um, but. What about you? I I mean, I, of course, was familiar with the love languages just from being in therapy for a while. Um, but I feel like I gleaned, like I really did like, like I said a second ago, about what are the things you feel in your head that you say, like, I wish my partner and I could blank. Like, what is that the most? And it's definitely, I think, quality time. I mean, I guess because we both are pretty talkative and touchy with each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool that I kind of gleaned, like, that, like, secret third love language um, out of there. But as far as just, like, the way it's presented and... Uh, I mean, I'm glad that it has helped so many people. I'm glad that this man has made a living doing this. I just feel like it could, it is universal, but the way it's presented is not. Right. In that's this a book. really, that's a really, really great way of putting it. Yeah. 
I mean, because everybody loves and everybody has their own way. And there's other people out there besides Christians. Yeah. And I mean, he has, like in the book, it's it's a little similar to like Hold Me Tight because he does have um, like a set of couples that he's counseled that he kind of retells like their story. Yeah. But those stories are so similar. Like it's just like this lady works at home and doesn't and, you know, yeah. needs to put supper on the table and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... I don't know a single woman who <laughs> does not work, who's not just like a scam artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, or working OnlyFans or something. Yeah, times I have mean, changed a lot. I just since don't the book know, written. like any like dude who is like, I'm gonna like run this household and I'm gonna take care of the finances and the bills and stuff, and I'm gonna work, and then this is what I mean. I would be glad. I be glad like if your house will be spotless if anybody if i have any takers um <laughs> but it, it our therapist said that it's more traditional yeah. and it kind of made me think about like the concept on tiktok called trad wives that some of my friends have been talking to me about and it's, yeah tell me about this yeah so it's Women who claim to be feminists. Um, the part that gets a little hairy is when it's, you know, weirdly Christian or weirdly homophobic. But for for giving people benefit of the doubt, they're yeah. feminists. They're just normal folks, right? right? And it's a woman who is showing her life on TikTok or Instagram or what the hell ever. And she's showing like, okay, so I don't work, but I, I cook meals for my husband. I clean. I take care of our kids. And I'm like, and he works. And he works however many hours a day. And he does all the bills. And he does all the outside stuff. And that's that's it. And I'm like, cool. Like, I just don't know any men who can do that. Yeah. Like, I just don't. <laughs> like, and I, I mean, the only problem I had with at least the particular woman, like my friends were showing me, because I don't really use TikTok, but um, was that she's like doing all this. She's like, well, I get up and I like put my outfit on and I do my makeup and my hair and I'm like, but I'm going to be sweating, like scrubbing the floor. (laughs) Like I mess up my dress. Like, what's the deal? That's kind of reminding me of the, uh, (laughs) I have not voluntarily watched this on YouTube, but it keeps on getting suggested to me because I like similar things to it. The, the lady who's like dressing in (laughs) colonial dress. I knew you were going to say. And she's got this, like, Xanaxed out, like, kind of vacant smile on her face. Like, blink twice if the, you're in danger. Yeah. Yeah, but she might be the one that's holding the hostages. Oh. You know? Hmm. Like, the, and she cooks, like, all these old-timey things and dresses old-timey, <laughs> and she's probably 25. Her, her husband is like, let me see that. Or she's trying to use the channel to get a husband. I don't know. Yeah, you I know? don't know. Like, like that would not normally be a thing, <laughs> but with this lady, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, this book is definitely trying to kind of push. Kind, of, I mean, I wouldn't say like pushing the agenda. They're just reflecting that sect of humanity. Yeah, this is where it comes from. Yeah, it's not necessarily where the message is going. And to. I don't know if that's. 
you know, I think he does say at some point, like, well, I know these new timey people like to split up the chores and like, and some women, some women work part time. He is 85, (laughs) by the way. Is he really? Yes. Oh, now I feel so bad making fun of like an old, old man. Um, I feel like Peepaw wrote himself a real good book here. Yes. And that if we're talking to people in their late teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, etc., about recommending this book, there's just like that little thing like, hey, this book is extremely traditional. Like an asterisk. Yep. And if you feel like you want to know more about the love languages and want to get a little bit more clarification from the man who thought this up himself... Please check out this book. Um, otherwise, I think you could just take the test. Just take the test. Just ask your therapist about it. The test is in the back of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can probably just pull it up online. It for is online. Free. Yeah, it's for free online on the website. Like, it's not even like a bootleg. Or just ask any woman. <laughs> yeah, what are my love languages? So they'll probably know. Yeah. <laughs> They'll know your Enneagram, your birth time. Oh, my God. And I forget, like, all of those. But, like, I even got a love language quiz, like, at my job. Like, it was like, yes. how do you like to be recognized? It's not like, how do you like to be kissed and caressed right. by right. your boss? Right. <laughs> how do you, do you like a firm <laughs> slap on the butt? or? <laughs> and, you know, as I always remind people, I work with women. So that kind of stuff doesn't really happen. <laughs> I worked in a building where I was one of two guys at any given time, and there was so much ass-slapping. There was so much ass-slapping going on with that group of women. Uh, Getting my butt slapped like 30 times a day. No, no. (laughs) Just to sit on ice. No wonder my ex was freaking out about some of these women, but no, she had had other issues. (laughs) She was sleeping with about that many people. But anyway, um, uh, Amber, I think it's about that time. Uh, do you want to discuss our socials? And oh, um, so we are at checking dot in dot podcast. Um, Gary is at the five love languages, mm-hmm. or at five love languages. Just the number five love languages. On Instagram, there's no the, my bad. Um, he has cornered that market. <laughs> yeah, you can, I mean, he's he's got the domain. You know, he's got the website. Um, I feel like maybe we could look at attached to talk about in the future for yeah. attachment styles. Which can complement love languages, especially yeah. in the fact that most people have been traumatized. I feel like nobody in that book has ever been traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you like the idea of me talking to performers about what they do, um, I have a new podcast starting uh, April 7th, and uh, it's called Power and Volume, and that is at Power and Volume on Instagram. Nice. I don't have anything anywhere else. Amber, do you have some upcoming comedy shows that you can tell us about or upcoming comedy (laughs) intentions that you can tell us about? Intentions. 
gibt's jetzt ein Tint, have a Netflix special over the end of the month. Um, uh, no. Goals. Um, I am, you know, just been trying to, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard to try to pursue something when you've got your job and your life and your home and your pets and yoga. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. Um, but I'm trying. <laughs> Possibly something going on at Laughing Skull in the next couple of months. Um, I My band, The Pinks, with an X, has some shows coming up in April. We'll be driving around the Southeast. If you want to check out those dates, just look us up at uh, thepinksrock.com. And again, that's with an X. <laughs> Anything else for us, Miss Amber? I don't think so. All right. Well, I guess that finishes it up pretty much. Uh, and are we doing Attached next week or what are we doing next week? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can. We have the books kind of lined up, but not necessarily married to this, you know, the dates or. But they'll be there. Yeah. They'll be there at some point. All right. Thank you folks very much <laughs> for listening in. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.